Welcome to Real Black Coming to the Swamp Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. We had to open up the show with Miss Lisa, right? Bringing us on in. Beautiful singer, beautiful sister, resigning, representing for West Africa, right? This sister's out of Nigeria. She's doing a thing, and we're going to attempt to tie in Nigeria and other parts of Africa in today's conversation because what we're going to talk about today is black folk. <laughs> That's going to be today's conversation. We're going to talk about black folk, right? And in doing so, we're going to talk about ideologies that live inside the black community in the wilderness of North America, right? We're going to talk about these ideologies today. And before we do so, um, I wanted to open up the show with Lisa because we got to pray for Nigeria. There's some there's some stuff going on over there. It's hard for me to figure out. But um, we just don't know, man. And we're going to also talk about black Americans in this whole going back to some imaginary place in Africa, right? We're going to have that conversation today. It's 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 hard to believe it's 2020, but yeah, it's going on. So we're going to talk about that. Going to the neighborhood though, right? We got a lot of ideologies, right? You can find Hebrew Israelites there. You can find Indians there. That's that's the new thing. Everybody's an Indian. Everybody's an Aboriginal. You can find black Mormons. You can find black Jehovah Witnesses. You can find the Nation of Islam there. Um, More Science Temple there. Um, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of different thought patterns. A lot of different concepts. Um, what else can you find there? Let me see. I said the Mormons. said the Hebrews. We got the Indians there. We got the Moors there. You know... Black Christians, of course, the black Buddhists and, you know, sisters doing yoga and everybody wearing yoga pants. That's there. Nonetheless, you know, everybody with these ideologies going to stay put. Right. Even though it's differences there. Nobody's talking about going anywhere. Last but not least, we got the pan Africans that's in the neighborhood. And in 2020, I stumbled across a group, the BAIO, that's talking about going back to Africa. And it's all about infrastructure and controlling land and etc. That's going to make a great conversation. The 2020 going back to Africa. Now, historically now, right? Because anytime I hear about any group or organization talk about going back to Africa, I immediately think about Samuel Doe. I immediately think about Liberia because black people, black folks going to Africa to live in some imaginary nation and everything is going to be utopia. There won't be any challenges because white daddy won't be around and everything is just going to go great. It just doesn't make sense for People with a certain level of understanding. Don't make sense to me. Don't make sense historically because we can point to an example where that didn't happen. Back to Africa, though. We have a certain group among us. 
which like the other ideologies, they all have like this certain thing in common. I call it victim consciousness, right? Victim consciousness is when every scenario, every interaction that you can think of with black folks in America, you always view yourself as a victim in the situation. And you're the only person being victimized. Nobody else is being victimized, just you. You come outside every day and this great cloud, it just follows you all over the place just because you're black. Right? So we talk about Tosa, right? Black Wall Street. We talk about Rosewood in Florida. We talk about several other communities that have felt the brunt of white supremacy. And those communities should be talked about. But when we talk about going back to Africa, see, we leave out Liberia. Because that was a nation that belongs to black America. It still does. We pay for it. The ACS pay for it. It's ours. It belongs to us. It's our land. It's our territory. But Native Africans is running it because they had a coup to get us out of power. Because we wasn't like them when we got there. So now we got this dynamic now, right? Where the Pan-African guys is in America and they want to be African so bad. But when you went to Africa and you started a nation, Liberia, they didn't call you African. They called you America or Liberia. They always identify you as being from America. And then while you're in America, you got this connection that you want to be from Africa so bad. So people like me is confusing to you because I'm a black American. And I don't have that that same sentiment that you guys have. My champions, my ancestors and my leaders, they all lived on this land. I got respect for other leaders like I respect them. I like their work. They can provide inspiration. But I know the difference between my folk and skin folk. (laughs) And, you know, down in the South, they have a saying, all skin folk ain't kin folk. (laughs) Just think of this, though. Think of this concept. Grown men living in a imaginary nation with imaginary people. And it's all going to be better because they're in Africa now. I'll just be thinking to myself, like, who is allowed to go to this imaginary land now? The Back to Africa movement, like, where in Africa are our people going to go? Because it doesn't make sense to live underneath anybody's government. Nigeria, right? We opened up the show with Miss Lisa. She's singing. She's beautiful. She's doing her thing. She lives in America now, though. But there's some tragedy going on in her homeland of Nigeria. Tribal stuff. Nobody can figure it out. Things be going on in Central Africa. Tribal stuff. You can't figure it out. Things go on in different parts of West Africa. Tribal stuff. Can't figure it out. East Africa, the same thing. Tribal stuff. Can't figure it out. So we are supposed to get up, right? Uproot ourselves from this nation where we have to fight. Right? We fight here. And then go overseas to pick up a new fight with less amenities because that's what it's going to come down to less amenities there's no nation on this planet that have the amenities that the United States have 
and something is supposed to be wrong with me and something is supposed to be wrong with you because we like this land that our grandparents helped build and we are partakers of these amenities and we supposed to cut and run and go somewhere where so much going on and we don't know what's going on just because we want to quote unquote get away from white daddy. Does that make sense to anybody that's rational thinking? And we're trying to run away from reality to do so. Does that so just because reality is not like we like it, we are now supposed to live in a imaginary world where black folks run everything. Sometimes it's not about black folks running stuff. It's about right folks running stuff. Not black folks necessarily. America, these white folks just didn't build this country, man. They put their home, their most prestigious, dig this now. They decided to put their headquarters of this nation in a city that was designed by an original man. Benjamin Banneker did all that in D.C. Ain't no white man come and do that. Our people did that. This nation is built on white folks, black folks, and Indians. And we supposed to just cut and run to be around some black folk that we don't know, but we got the same skin pigmentation and that should just work out. So let's talk about imaginary Africa though, right? Because we don't talk about independence as far as moving to Haiti. That was the first black Republican trying to go and build Haiti and make that our new land. No, it always goes back to Africa. One day I'm going to break down the video. I'm going to show you where that came from. That wasn't always here. That that kind of came out of the 60s. That wasn't always here. And one day I'm going to show you guys how, you know, they. I'm going to have to break it down. It's going to take a little longer than this. But dig, this is what I will say. We got these platforms, right? We talking back to Africa. You can't be scared to be challenged on your point of view. If I come on your platform, I'm going to challenge you, man. Not disrespectfully. I'm going to do it respectfully. I'm not going to throw the N-word around and the B-word around. But if I make content on my platform and I start talking about things like Aboriginals and Hebrews and Moors and, you know, what we see around in our neighborhood, then they come onto the channel, they come onto the podcast, and they state their position. I'm not going to run them away and block them. It's their position. And in order for my thoughts to be sharper, I got to take in new information, which means I got to listen to more people's position. If I'm just listening to people that think like me, how can I grow? Right? So what we developing with this Back to Africa movement is the preacher man syndrome. We just want to talk to folks that's going to agree with us. We want an amen corner now, right? And then just like the preacher man, dig this, Reverend Porkchop, is selling a congregation on real estate he never even been to. Everybody's going to heaven, right? He never seen that real estate. He don't know what that place looks like. So now we got the Back to Africa movement, guys. They're selling black Americans on nationhood in Africa because they may have been there once. They may have been there twice. They may have been there five or six times. And when they've been there, they didn't go as a boss. Now, can't make us believe that. You didn't go as no boss. You didn't go as no dignitary. You didn't go as nobody surveying the land and what you're going to take over. You went as a visitor. 
And you know what you said? Yo, man, these people like us, man, because they like me. I'm just here with two or three guys and they like me. What's going to happen when 100,000 come over there? What's going to happen when 50,000 come over there? And then who is allowed to come? Can the gays come? Can the gangbangers come? Can the dope boys come? Can the thugs come? Or is it just a bunch of HBCU guys? Is that how this nation is going to be set up? How the nation is going to be ran? One government? Two governments? Three branches of government like we do in this country? Dictatorship? Like how is it going to work? Where's this country going to get money from? Taxes? What's the tax rate going to be? I'm curious. How the seniors going to be provided for? Because all these back to Africa guys, you know where they big mama's at? Sitting in the house collecting social security. <laughs> so, oh, see, everybody hate that government until it's time to get Medicaid and it's time to get Medicare. And, you know, when it's time to put a certain segment of the population on welfare and give them housing and then give them, uh, you know, they got that EBT card going around. See, everybody hates government until then. Then they like the government. Everybody hates everything about this government. That's part of being pro-black. But guess what? When Trump sent them checks out from that stimulus, they cashed them and spent them. Then later, after they spent the money, right, got them a PPP loan, they jumped on their microphones and said, yeah, man, this is a corrupt government. We need to go back to Africa. That's victim consciousness one-on-one. Who's allowed in this imaginary nation over here in Africa now? Because this is the back to Africa thing. A lot of these groups is gone. They got one left, the B-A-I-O. Only back to Africa group I know left. Who is allowed in this country? And what the country going to look like? Where is this nation constitution at? Sometimes I notice this, right? The more these people start talking about back to Africa, this imaginary land over there, this imaginary nation, the more they start telling you what this nation is going to look like, the more it's going to look like America. How does that work? Beloved, I tell you guys this, right? We already went back to Africa. The history is already there. Liberia already happened. You know what happened in Liberia? I'm going to make a long story short, right? I'm going to take 150 years and condense it down. We went over there as black Americans. We struggled for a minute. We started rising. We start balling. We got glory decades over there. And the native Africans got jealous of us. And they ran the cool, a.k.a. Sam Udo. And the place ain't been right since. That's what happened in Liberia. Why would we talk about fighting for an imaginary land? Bro, we already got territory over there right now that belongs to us. Liberia belongs to us. It belongs to black Americans. It's ours. The ACS already bought that piece of land. It's already ours. We got the deeds to it. We just not over there. You want to see how much your native African brothers love you? Start talking about Liberia. Start talking about you want your land back. Then you can't blame white daddy for that. <laughs> so, so, so dig this. Just dig this. I want you guys to think about something because I'm not talking about just African. I'm a, I don't want to cause no division. 
you know, again, shout out to Nigeria. Hope everything works out. Hope y'all work that issue out. But I'm going to say this, though, right? Dig this. More of that condensed version that happened in Liberia was, see, when black American men begin to get over there, right? Because unlike Haiti, Liberia got glory years. They're both black republics. But Haiti, like I always say, they ain't got no real glory years. They ain't got no years where they can say they ball for this decade, the two decades, the three decades. It just, it didn't ever happen like that over there, right? But it happened like that over across that Atlantic. And while people was over there balling, those African women, brown skin, thick in all the right places, gorgeous. The men, we got our hands on them. Right? I want you to follow me now. Wifing them up and knocking them up. We over there as black Americans. We got our own identity. We don't want to be in no tribe. No, you keep that tribe stuff to yourself, bro. We good. No, we don't dress like that. You know what Liberians had on over there? American Liberians? Linen suits. Three-piece suits. Top hats. They brought Cadillacs from here way over there. This is our culture. This is how we move around. No, we don't build that kind of temples for our guys. We went over there and we built churches, bro. What we did build was Masonic lodges when we got over there. They're still there, right? This is what we did, but we got those women. And you know what happened when you go into a country and you start knocking down the locals, knocking down their women over there, the local women over there? That's going to bring jealousy. That ain't no African thing. This going to happen if you go to Europe. This going to happen if you go to Mexico or you go to Brazil or we go to Asia. Because that's going to happen. We want them women. And you know what that brought? Jealousy. And you know what that brought? A war. And Liberia ain't been right since. Some of you guys talk this back to Africa stuff. Never bring up Liberia. I get it. It doesn't fall into the conversation of victim consciousness. I get it. But it's a real thing. So now in 2020, we got one organization. They still holding on. We already know they're not going to do nothing. That's the thing about being a black American. We see you guys with these ideologies and y'all ain't going to do nothing. They're going to talk. It sounds good. It's entertaining. I check it out on YouTube myself. I check it out on podcasts myself. It ain't going to do nothing. Look, you're selling Africa in America. Nobody's going to buy into that. Like you telling me how great we should go, but you're here. And then what's even worse, some of these guys go over there and visit they, they peons when they over there. They ain't shot calling nothing. And then they go over there and visit and they come back. That weakens your argument. You left and you came back. You didn't go and stay. You came back. But dig. 50,000 people over there. One thing about me, I'm a realist. I'm a realist now. 50,000 black Americans. You take us from Atlanta. You take us from Philly, you take us from my hometown, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., and I want anybody to consider this. And you take 50,000 of us from this country and go anywhere overseas, it's going to be conflict. We're different than anybody on the whole planet. We're different, man. I told the brother at the BAIO, how can you talk nationhood 
and don't talk guns. It don't even make sense. How can you talk nationhood and you don't talk guns? You know why this so-called European can go all around the world and set up a nation? He ain't had no bright ideas. Didn't need them. He didn't need them. What you need a bright idea for when you got a gun? Don't even need them. Everywhere he went, he established a country because he had the guns. He had the weapons. Why do you think Africa, all of North Africa, black folk don't live there. Everything on North Africa, the Arabs run that. How do you think they end up running that? They just came over and started shaking everybody's hand and started smiling and say, hey, we got a plan for infrastructure. We got a plan to have our own nation. It's, nah, bro. It don't work like that, beloved. They came over there with swords and got their land. And you talking about infrastructure, back to Africa, guys. You talking about land, infrastructure, and independence with no weapons. You're going to get you a plane ticket. Y'all going to get some plane tickets and go build a nation, huh? <laughs> Y'all going to get some plane tickets and go build a nation, huh? And when you get to that nation, now you got to force yourself not to do well. Because if you're going to do well, any type of success breeds jealousy. That's a human thing. There ain't no African thing. That's a human thing. And what's going to happen when you're 4,000 miles away from home and jealousy has hit the fan and you ain't got no weapons? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We're going to continue to pray for Nigeria though, all right? Keep your head up, man. Peace.